Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to the Friday Special, a podcast by Guitar Nerds. Now, for 2020, the Friday Special series will be running every week. I don't know why I still say this at the start of episodes. It's been running for nearly half a year. Well, over half a year. Anyway, and each week we have a new guest from the world of guitars, amplification, effects pedals. We've got brands, producers, musicians. I'm your host, Joe Branton. I'm joined this week by my co-host, Matt Knight. Hello there. And in fact, Matt, I think you're the only other hosts to join me on any of these. I don't think Jay or Mark Packham have ever joined me, which is wonderful. Because, listener, that is one of the bonuses you get from this show. There are, There's no Mark Packham and there's no Jay Cross, which, you know, what could be better than that? And I'll tell you what could be better than that. This week, we are joined um, by Sophie Burrell, internet sensation. Hello, Sophie. Hello. Hiya. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank and, you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you very much for thank you very much for coming on and uh, joining the podcast. Hey. My pleasure. <laughs> so, for listeners, um, if you're not familiar, I mean, I assume you all obviously are. Sophie Burrell is a fantastic guitarist who's smashed onto the social media guitar scene over the last few years, largely on Instagram and also YouTube, where she has well, on Instagram you've got an epic following of like 180. Yeah, as of literally yesterday, 180 was the number. That's absolutely amazing. And and of course, on on YouTube, where you upload, you know, longer format demos, Mm -hmm. playthroughs, you know, unboxings and just general guitar nerdery as well. Um, you're also yeah. painfully young, uh, you know. For, for, for... Painfully, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel old. Let me, me... tell you that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, <laughs> that's so that's old. good. Because <laughs> you're what, you're you're 21. Are you 21 now? I'm 21. Right? Yeah, oh, 21. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's wow. it. At least you were born before the millennium. <laughs> oh, only just. Yeah, only just. <laughs> it's when we start when when we're working in a store and you start interviewing people that are like. Well, you know, even now when I get CVs through and it's like, I was born in 2004 and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, man. oh wow. <laughs> oh, that seems that's, weird to me that's even. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess, sort of, you know, on, on the theme of uh, of you being a, sort of a very fresh, new, young guitar player, which doesn't mean that, I mean, what, what you, you've been playing, I guess, for over 10 years now Long as well. Long time. Yeah, yeah it exactly. will, will be over so. 10 years now. Um yeah, so guitar is not new to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's been something I was raised with. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, this is it. This is something that I've I've read about you, I guess, in interviews, is that you say that you've said in the past that the thing that got you into guitar was uh, seeing the movie School of Rock when right. you were five. Yeah. Which which was terrible for me because I remember seeing that in the cinema. But... Oh, wow. Oh, no. I saw it in it on a DVD. I think some... Some friends from Australia brought it over, and I, I literally was five years old, and I remember watching it and being like, "That was the best thing ever." <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic guitar film, Matt. It's one of the films we thought about doing a um, commentary a, on. Uh, a, a commentary on, yeah, because it has some fantastic guitars. Obviously, a, a film, and actually the um, the 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 the, uh, the musical adaptation as well are. Uh, sponsored by Gibson Guitars, so both yeah. the musical adaptation and the film very, very heavily involved by some absolutely cracking examples yeah. of Gibsons. If you, uh, I would say, if you haven't seen the musical, I'd actually put the musical up better than the film. That's um, interesting. Have you seen the musical, Sophie? I haven't. I would really uh, love to. You, you love need to. to. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely worth it. It's just because, um, yeah, on a slight tangent, what's amazing is all the kids that are in it. They obviously. You know, there's seven or six performances a week. Mm, um, wow. So they go to school at the theatre. Mm-hmm. So they're all like homeschooled, as it were. And then, yeah, obviously they're all like musicians in in training. I, uh, I follow one of the um, one of the you know the Zach Mooneyhams. His name's yes. Jaden. I can't pronounce his second name. I think he's from Australia, right. um, and he is like the coolest kid. Oh, he shreds, <laughs> wait, honestly. Wait, was he was he the Flying V kid? He, oh, I'm not sure. He might be an Explorer player, actually. Oh, is it an um, Explorer player? Right. Oh, wait, sorry. Do you, oh, what do you mean in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the movie he plays the Flying V, Zach Mooneyham. Right. Oh, wait, actually, to, to go back into that, that was the reason um, that movie, I was like, I'm going to get that guitar. And I did. I got oh, a Flying oh, V a few oh, years really? later. I did. Oh. Wait, yeah. was that sorry? Did you start guitar on a flying V? No, 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 no. That was probably that was my third guitar. The flying right, V okay. was the, the third guitar I had. I did sell it though. It was a pain in the ass to sit with. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm. I'm a. I'm unless you're unless you're playing it uh, the Kinks way. I, mm. I you know I, I can't get behind flying Vs, but you know the Kinks way is very cool. I've thought about buying one just to play it where you where you have the upper horn going over your shoulder and yeah. then you put your arm. <laughs> you, I mean, that you... seems a little bit awkward to me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all about making guitar playing look awkward. Um, oh, so God. yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, you, you I, do I can't, play guitar incredibly high, Joe. I can't even get straps that will go high enough for how high I want a guitar. Is that's, it uh, around your like a choker? Like yeah, yeah. I like, like to have it just uh, yeah. I like to set it with sort of uh, yeah the kind of the top that that I guess my Adam's apple. Yeah, that's wow. uh, <laughs> no, it's not quite there, but it is it is ridiculous. I'm aware that it's very uncool. Anyway, <laughs> kind of coming back to you. So so I guess the 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 flying V was kind of kind of the guitar that got you, or at least was it that movie in general? Was it, it was specifically. The movie. Yeah. No, yeah. it was the movie. Yeah, definitely. I guess so. I guess so. And then you you started playing guitar kind of from then. And you've- uh, it was a couple of years later, actually. Um, I think I started playing when I was around eight or nine. Um, and, I, you know, so three or four years later, five is a bit young to stop. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. But I mean, I probably had the attention span of a fish. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I waited a couple of years and started having some lessons. 
what, what was your first guitar? Was it acoustic? It was, style? oh yeah, it was nylon string. Mm. Three Eww. quarter size nylon string, blue <laughs> governor, it was called. I remember going to get it with my mum and I was so excited. <laughs> That's, oh. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I'm still very much into nylon string acoustics and three quarter size especially. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, think that's uh, cool even for yeah. adults. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably more of a ukulele, isn't it? Really on a full size. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So how how long until you got your first um, electric. electric? It was about six months. It wasn't long after that. Um, and then my first electric was a Hodson Jazzcat, like a Jazzmaster copy, and it was actually really nice, really wow, nice that's... guitar. That's quite an unusual first guitar. It was my guitar teacher's. He sold it to me. Ah. <laughs> yeah. He was probably and, and, thinking, God, I'm going to get rid of this one now. Yeah. <laughs> so you went for a jazz master, but I guess this is before you'd really developed, like, you, you, I guess you were I had sort of no idea. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. I was just thrilled to be playing at that point. I was so in love. I mean, I still am, but you know what it's like when you're younger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. My first electric guitar was a a Honer Strat with a Floyd Rose copy. I mean, I still don't know how to do a Floyd Rose today. (laughs) Goodness knows how I ever, yeah. So what was the, what was, I guess, your first guitar that was kind of when you'd developed your own style? Because you're very much into, you're very much a sort of a a shreddy style guitarist, I guess. That's that's the sort of thing that that someone who's not shreddy says, isn't it? I I mean, I'd say I'm like mid-shred. I'm not all out shred. Yeah, Yeah, mid-shred. It would probably be, I I then went on and I had a Les Paul copy, a Sheridan Les Paul in Tobacco Burst. Um, And after that, I had, that was when I got my first PRS. My, well, okay, SE. It was an SE Tremonti signature, and I saved up for it with my lunch money. You went a, straight in for a Tremonti because Tremonti is yeah. a, a big part of your influence as well. Yeah. And so, someone and that, was, that, that was probably why, to be honest with you, like ultimate hero. So um, I was like, obviously, I want the this Tremonti signature. Um, and you know what? I, I, I even saved up a bit longer purely just to get the bird inlays. <laughs> oh, <amazing. laughs> I was like, I'm not getting it unless it has the birds on it. Um, so that so, was probably when I started developing my own uh, sort of style and finding what kind of guitarist I, I was, like when I had that guitar, I would say. So with the, the, the Tremonte with the bird would be the Tremonte, the SE standard uh, Tremonte. Yeah, version. so it's, a, it's like a single cut. Um, yeah. Yeah, single cut. It was like one of the uh, one of the earlier ones they released. So they were a lot thinner back then, and it doesn't have a tremolo on it. It's just sorry, tremolo, tremolo. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, actually, no. We should keep that. We should keep that. Tremolo. People always like bring me up on that, and I know I say it, and every time I still say it. Like, um, but yeah, it's just, got the. Uh, I mean, the, at least you don't, you know, pronounce piezo like an American. It's oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I, have you watched my recent video? Oh yeah, no, you pronounced it right. You said piezo. piezo. No, I said yeah, piezo. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. It's not. It's not piezo. It's like, not piezo. Uh, yeah, that's the one. That's I had the one to. I had to me. like get Google Translate to say it for me. I typed it in because I didn't want to butcher it the whole video. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, it's got the uh, the the uh, wrap around um, bridge. Right, on it. they're yeah. great guitars. I mean, I think this is the. You know, and we've talked about it a lot. Is um, those PRS SEs were just a great alternative to like an Epiphone, which yeah. for, for me and Joe, that you know, especially when we worked in GAC, you know, sort of like ten years ago, that was really the only 
kind of guitar that people is like if you wanted a set neck yeah that was yeah. where you were going yeah. those se's and the yeah. thing about those especially the tremonti you've got to think those prs se tremontis they were very good like they, they are were good, so good they were good enough to be sort of you know designed by one of the best sort of living guitarists you know mm. with him in mind mm-hmm. and you think they're they're less than 500 pounds off, off the shelf that's it's a lot of guitar for very yeah. little money i actually i kind of think this about se prs across the board because for me i do find the top end prs is just a, a little bit pricier than i think other companies doing very similar things but i think an se uh, at, at the point of SE, it doesn't make them any less wonderful. I just mean mm-hmm. price versus yeah. what they're doing. But at the SE level, when you think an average SE is coming in at like £799, 800 mm-hmm. quid, and, and do you remember when they – did you ever see those exotic – PRS. I did, yeah, I did. I mean, that that was incredible that they did that that large range of wood options still for eight hundred pounds. I do, th- mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a, I've got a lot of time for Korean guitars, and I think those PRS SEs were, it just across the board are fantastic. But yeah, the Tremonte, um, what a great guitar! What a great, yeah, what a great guitar! That was your first. Instrument. I'm staring at it right now because we're talking about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's up on my wall. Yeah, I still, I still play it. It's um got fat heavy strings on it right now because it's my like rhythm tracking guitar um, oh cool and for when i go into drop tunings and stuff like that but the only thing now is like once you go 24 frets you don't go back right. <laughs> and it's got 22 <laughs> frets so i'm like oh i haven't got enough uh, room here so that's why it's my rhythm guitar now um yeah yeah what, what, what do you mean by heavy strings what what gauge do you oh do you put i think on they're guitars? oh what are they i think they're 11 to 56 okay that's cool so that's respectable fat, i'm into that um yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't play lead on it, though, can I? Oh, no, of course, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I need that tension there for when I'm chugging. Yeah. So, you know, it's, got to uh, dig in. You say that. I mean, I've got a Rabia baritone, and I and I, I text him. I was like, what strings do you put on yours? Because I think I've, out of the factory, they come with, like, 12 to 16 mm-hmm. he's like well, oh yeah he's like 14 to 74 geez, and, and i was like i was like oh okay yeah that sounds good i was like tuned it up and i was like this is impossible wow. <laughs> and he's just like playing it as normal so i think it has the biggest hands i swear he must be i mean that, they fella. probably feel like eights for him yeah, <laughs> yeah. i yes. um i i, I struggle to go with anything i mean i use 11s on my Music Man, do mm-hmm. I? Or did I change that? But uh, to be honest, I've always just used tens, and I've just never really wanted to change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah but- I well, I use. I just got a new set um, today through from New Tones of uh, twenty four to one hundreds. Uh, oh. 24 oh what for your base six yeah it's for the base i was gonna six. say yeah, like, i was like, gonna say i was damn. like um <laughs> um what the hell is that <laughs> but um you, you know it, it that's for a base six but you think dick dale he was using we, we discussed this a few weeks ago matt he was using something like 18s yeah was it something like that on on a strap on a strap i guess when you're doing that much tremolo picking it yeah exactly um... you don't have to bend yeah <laughs> so yeah. um after, I mean, of how much longer was it before? I mean, how long did you have lessons for? I guess you know before um, so you. So what happened? <laughs> um, what happened? So I had half an hour a week for a couple of years, um, and then I had half an hour a week at school, like um, with the same teacher. So we just stopped doing the private lessons that I just learned at school, uh, and. Um, I was part of this rock school thing, which I later on went to teach at, actually. 
Oh, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, so I was kind of having two guitar lessons a week, but they weren't like the half an hour one was the intense one. The rock school was more like learning to play with other musicians. It was like a jam thing, um, which was really good. Like without that's an that, important I skill to learn. I absolutely, think. like having the group learning situation and learning to play with other musicians. Like you can't learn that in one to one, and it's a completely different ball game. So that was really yeah. important. Um, but I would actually say like, and when people ask, I do say I'm predominantly self-taught because the hours I put in outside of the lessons, which is the way it should be, hmm. um, was where the, the real progress happened. And then the lessons were like, um, the, the, the guidance and the mentoring that I needed to, to make sure I was on the right track sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, how, I mean, how many? I, I, sorry, Joe. No, was, after you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say how many. So, I mean, at what point did you just go? I'm going to start. Well, obviously, you always practice at home. But at what point were you putting in like hours? I, I was guess. putting in ridiculous hours when I was starting secondary school because you know, as most creative people, I wasn't very popular. <laughs> I didn't have loads of friends, and when I came home, I used to play guitar for like five to six hours straight. Um, after school I just sit there with a metronome like hours after hours like um, so I, I I've played a few hours <laughs> especially in my teens you know um, and it really is all I do and it still is like I didn't have any other hobbies um, so that was kind of what I always went to it was my thing and it still is my thing I guess yeah yeah I mean that's that I mean that's yeah I think it's it's that sort of dedication that you know, it's got you to where you are now and will yeah. continue onwards. I think, um, you know, the interesting thing, having done, you know, taking a bunch of artists on masterclasses and stuff for work, and, and one guy I've spent a lot of time with is uh, Alex Hutchins. And, um, you know, he's a phenomenal, you know, like fusion player. Really and the- great fusion player and, and also great at drinking. Yes, he is <laughs> also a really good drinking, drinking partner. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, Quite often, you know, well, in fact, every masterclass, someone is always like, how do I get as good as you? And he's just like, practice. Yeah. You know, I think quite often people just assume there's some sort of magic formula that um, you can kind of, you can practice like half an hour a week. No, and then no. suddenly you're you're sort of there. No, I get that question all the time. Um, and how many hours should I practice a day? And like, you can't put a number on it because it depends on what you're doing in your practice sessions mm. and how productive they are. Um, yeah, I don't know. It Like if you sit there just noodling, like it's not going to be nearly as productive as if you're sat there training and drilling, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean to say that noodling isn't important, but it's very important to have like an actual sort of routine in place, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think that, yeah, that's that's excellent advice. And something that I think people are very susceptible to, to fall down, just, you know, because you pick up your guitar and, and uh, you know, kind of replay the things that you know on it every night, which is exactly what I do. Yeah, does not, I love it, you know, Panasonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really like using pedals to cloud the fact that I can't play guitar. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's and, and that's what I tend to do. And I think it's 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 exa- it's very important, as you yeah. said, Sophie, to, to have like a, I guess, a regime for yourself. Yeah, definitely. In, in order to get where, obviously, where, where you have got by the age of, you know, 21. 
after oh, it feels you know. like a lot longer i promise you <laughs> oh no exactly and, and 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 i appreciate how how almost accidentally condescending that sounds oh no no no, no. Like, oh yes at the age of 21 no. being a player but you know of course having you know 10 years under your belt is isn't is no small feat yeah and uh, and, and to kind of uh, have got where you've got by this by this point is incredibly impressive thank you so um, much thank no, you yeah not not I, at all i guess um that kind of uh, i mean obviously there's a load of gear stuff that we, we'll, we'll get to but i guess it opens up the question is like what point did you go on to social media you know mm. instagram's obviously your main thing and it, yeah. I, was it always a drive to kind of get to what you're doing now in terms no. of 180,000 followers or did no. it just sort of happen over oh wow yeah that's a very strange one for me like I've been posting on social media probably since I was 14, I would say, 14, 15 maybe. But it actually only became a serious thing last year. Um, I was floating around and not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, and I, I saw like the YouTube guitarists like Rabir and, you know, that sort of crowd. And I was like, oh, I really love like what they do and stuff. But I never actually saw myself as being that kind of person because I was very awkward at talking to cameras. Matt, you'll probably remember the first boss video I did. Yes, <laughs> I was yeah. like so new to it um, and it really does take practice. But over the last year, that's really become like a, a new thing for me, I guess. Um, yeah. It's, it's practicing as much it's, as, yeah. as, as as is playing. I mean, it's the same as, I, I mean, we haven't gone back and listened to our first podcast, but I'm sure that- Oh, they're probably terrible. <laughs> they are probably <laughs> terrible. Um, but I mean, at what point did you start seeing like serious traction? Was it really only la- last year? Because I mean, I-, I think it was. It was only last year. So my following last year, it was because I remember talking to uh, Diodario about and being really scared because I was like, oh, they might turn me down, sort of thing, like a not not want to get involved and stuff. And I was about, I think I was at 25K in February or January last year. So on Instagram, I mean. So it has jumped a lot since then. Wow, that's in incredible. In a year, really, really big, um, big jump. Big, and I guess the more, it, the more it goes up, the more that you're, I mean, obviously, you know, we if anyone who goes on there, you know, your social media, you know, your Instagram now, you can see that, production values you know and and the kind of finding your style is 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 kind of really there now um and I yeah think it took a while it really did take a while to sort of find my groove with it um a lot of trial and error <laughs> yeah i think a lot um, of trial and error. i think what's great is that you you cover a lot of you know solos um you kind of note for note that a lot of people here and have never said i guess this is the way I look at it. Some of those solos, I've never seen someone actually play. Yeah. You hear them on records all the yeah. time, but you've never seen someone play actually it. play it. And I think actually watching someone play it, you, it actually you go, oh, I, I could probably do that. And I think it gives inspiration to, to people like me or, you know, sort of bedroom guitarists. It's like, I can certainly learn to do that. And I mean, do you, I'm guessing you learn all of that by ear yeah um nine times out of ten i really hate reading tabs it hurts my eyes and i get awfully confused <laughs> um so what i usually do is i'll either um and likely like tabs are so unreliable anyway and you can rarely find tabs for every single song that you want to do so i don't really bother with that um so what i do is i, I either learn it um like solely from the like the album audio of the track or I'll sometimes I'll have a little peek at like other covers just to get a a rough idea of 
you know what I'm doing, but I'll see it and I'll go, oh yeah, it's, it's a twiddly. I'll, I, I can do that sort of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like you kind of just, I don't know, you, you be, I, I'm really, I'm a really visual person and I learn well, very audio visual um, in that sense, but anything like, like um, sheet music or tab, I, I can do it, but I don't like doing it. I guess, um, I guess one thing I, and this is sort of the question is like, what's your, your theory like? Because some people who have got, you know, once you understand how to, um, uh, you know, unlock the fretboard, as it were, and you know that, you know, there's certain arpeggios or shapes or, or things that a certain player does, like Mark Tronti, if you're mm. learning one of your solos, you're like, I'm pretty sure he's going to do something similar. So, I mean, how much time did you spend on like the theory side of it? Or is it all just ear training mm, uh, a bit of a mix because I took it as a GCSE at school and then I studied guitar in college as well so I had to have theory to a degree mm-hmm. um, and I do think theory is really important but um, I, I'd say it's it's probably 60 40 40 theory 60 play <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I honestly like theory is the one thing I, I wish I had focused more on yeah um, because it's just I just think, you know, it's I, I, someone described it as like, it's like learning a language, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it? That's your vocabulary. And the more that you know, that even if you're not like a, you know, ridiculously fast player or a jazzer or something like that, that's why jazz always is amazing to me. Because I'm just like, how how do you play over so many changes? It never looks like you're moving. You play all the wrong notes, Matt. That's yeah, yeah play all jazz. the wrong notes. You play all yeah. the wrong notes. <laughs> I promise key. you that's, that's, that's how to play it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just play it twice that's the thing you play a wrong yeah. note you play it again it's yeah. like you're meant to do it um so i should we move on to sort of some some more of the gear stuff so let's talk about some gear stuff yeah okay um i was gonna say what was your first um i mean proper guitar you would probably say the se was your first proper yeah, guitar. yeah um but what was the first guitar that you sort of had that was quite unquite expensive um you know the one that you were like oh you know it's it's almost like a dream come true well well my first oh it's gonna it's gonna have to be the prs isn't it i but like i had a i had a strat in between the the prs se and then the the prs custom there was a there was a fender strat in between is this the sunburst this is the sunburst strat yeah i've still got it I use it as my teaching guitar mainly now. Um, it's my standard That's cool. tuning. It's a good, a good all rounder. Yeah, I got that for music college because I was like, oh, I love the, I love the SE, but um, one, it's my life. So if anything happened to it, I'd like cry forever. Right. And two, <laughs> um, I need something that can like do a load of different styles. We were doing a lot of like, um, like contemporary, modern, um, a lot of like funk and pop and stuff like that. So I needed, I needed single coils. Really, was what it so- was. What what was the the strap? It's uh, a model? it's a US it's a US what is it? It's behind me. Um, US Fender. Um, I think it was two thousand and twelve. Oh right! Um, oh the best! Oh you got the best year. So that would have been custom shop. Well yeah, because in t- twenty twelve, um, Fender changed their standard line. Uh, their their standard US models came with custom shop pickups, ah. and it, it was the only time that they obviously they ran with that until. I don't know what was it, Matt? Like a year 20, ago? Yeah, till so so it was still so even though obviously they were made until 2018 or so, it's still very much considered the 2012 US mm-hmm. standard. And they were the American-made guitars with custom shop pickups, and very much everyone thinks of them as being the best Fender had made in mm. you know in maybe well, 20 years. And, 
And they obviously they've changed, got rid of the standard model last year and switched over to the professional, which mm-hmm. now doesn't have custom shop pickups. Has very good pickups. The V, but not what, custom what are they called? V mod pickups. Yeah, but not custom shops. Mm. This is the thing. So as good as those pickups are, they'll never quite be 2012 custom shops. So there what you you've go. got there is an absolute cracker of yeah. a Stratocaster. It's, you it's must be chuffed with nice. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 my workhorse. That one. A workhorse. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> well, everyone was like, "You need to get a Fender Strat. Like, you could throw those things down the stairs. Be all right." Yeah. I've seen you with another Strat as well. Maybe one that's had pickups removed from it, or certainly looks. Yeah, like the it blue has. one. Yeah. The blue. Yeah, one. the blue one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my other half's um, guitar. Uh, that one is a Japanese Strat, and it's older than me. Because your your other Quite half a is a is a luthier and He's a guitar a tech. He's a luthier and a guitar tech. Um, yep, that's correct. And he, oh my god, our house is just like we have too many guitars. <laughs> He's got more than me. He's got right. way more than me. But, well, you um, always have a decent range sort of set behind. I you have in, in a lot to choose from. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's good. Um, but that one, yeah, that's a Japanese strap from. Well, I think that one. Oh, he's not with me now, so I can't ask him. But um, I think it's like twenty four years old or something like that. Cool. Um, and he got that in a cash converters. <laughs> did, oh, cash converters! Did, yeah. he, did he remove the neck and middle pickup? From uh, it? Well, that, uh... so he makes pickups. Oh, so what it was cool. is he was working on some pickups to put in it, um, and he made it like a hot rail for it. Um, and I just shredded some stuff on it. Um, I think it's got three in it right now. It's across the other side of the room. Um, I think it's got three like hot oh, rails in it. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I always thought it looked great just having like being this uh, Frankenstein strap with yeah. with everything taken out of it. Every, everybody got very confused when I first posted a video with that. They're like, um, is that? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Pickups there? Or like, <laughs> sorry, are there pickups there? Or like, yeah. So, so what is the? Is there a name for the pickup brand that he? Uh, number nineteen. Oh, right. So number yeah. nineteen pickups are, of course, the pickups that you use anyway. You, yeah. You, you advertise yourself yeah. as as an endorsing artist of those. Ah, yeah. oh, there you go. That, that made you know, in brings my that, Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that brings that circle to a. <laughs> yeah. a point. Oh, cool. Okay, because I was going to ask you about number nineteen pickups. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, I oh. literally watch them being hand wound all the time. I know when the machine is going, I can hear it. Right. I hear, I hear everything. The workshop is upstairs where he makes guitars, um, uh, fixes them, and makes pickups. Right. So, oh, our house is noisy. <laughs> Very noisy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. 
I bet. So I guess um, uh, coming back round to the PRS, which mm-hmm. you consider your yep. first, or, or definitely still your your best guitar. What what yeah. is the what is the PRS? What is the? Oh, it's model? my life, my pride, my joy. <laughs> no, it's a um, it's a custom twenty four wood library. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Did you get to? Um, did you go like to the warehouse to like pick it out? Oh or? no 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 no! So there's a story behind that. Um, a very 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 lovely lovely person actually gave me that guitar because there's no way I could afford that <laughs> when I was uh, 16. Um, and uh, are you familiar with the PRS Guitar Owners Worldwide group on Facebook? Yes, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd been socializing in there for quite a few years. Um, uh, his name is Al, and he kind of approached me and said, "Oh, yeah, like this is yours if if you want it." Um, and I was like, "Nah, don't don't play with me like that. That's not that's not funny. It's cruel." <laughs> um, and he was like, "No, I'm being I'm being serious. I wish someone like I, I want to do this for someone because I didn't have that kind of support available to me, and I think you'd like really benefit from having such like a decent quality guitar." Um, and I, I really think you'll love it. Um, and it was legit and it turned up and I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this guy has just sent me a guitar. Um, yeah, honestly, like I, my playing came so far after that as well. Um, just cause the different options, like I now had a 24 fret, um, it can do, you know, uh, humbuckers and single coils, like a load of different tones. And, um, I don't know. I just, I like, really felt creatively. i went somewhere else after having that guitar in my possession i think Um, there's um there's always something to be said about i know and and it often divides people because you you put an expensive guitar up and someone's like oh i could i you know i could find a better guitar for 400 pounds or you know someone puts a pedal up that they make and they cost 400 quid someone's like i could do it for parts and 20 pounds Mm -hmm. you know and and i think but there's always something to say it's like when you've got an expensive guitar mm-hmm. there is something about it there is something that goes into it whether it's i just it's just got soul man it's just <laughs> yeah I'm just honestly i haven't i haven't played another guitar like that and people ask me all the time i don't know if you're gonna ask this question maybe um if i could have any guitar model or a different prs what what, what would i get and i just say like that but in well a i wasn't gonna color. ask that but <laughs> I, I was gonna say what um if you could get any guitar and uh different <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but um it would it, just be that again it's my really? favorite honestly i i can't i have never um uh like bonded with a guitar as much as that one it's just oh it's my life <laughs> so i mean if you had to have something else or is there something else on the wish list you're like it won't be as good as the prs that i've got but no you know, I, want I one. don't know no i just want another one of those that must really. be a wonderful position to be in to be yeah completely I, set. I like feel like i have found what i'm looking for already wow. in that sense i mean who goes to say you know like my, my taste might change i might want a single cut in in the following years but yeah oh you know i just for now and well since i actually got that guitar i've just known what it is that i like in a guitar you you yeah. recently got to demo uh prs semi-hollow yeah that's right um, with the piezo which we sort of touched on uh earlier how how did you find that comparatively because that that is a prs that i'm genuinely interested yeah. in like a like a, a semi-hollow prs mm-hmm. that's going to have all that resonance a sucker for that piezo tone yeah. as well um, it, it's very different to my other one, obviously. Um, well, piezo and a hollow body being the mm. first things <laughs> yeah. are different, but the neck profile is, is chunkier. Uh, 22 frets and uh, sounds gorgeous. Sounds really, really gorgeous. 
Um, uh, but yeah, overall, it's it's a bit bigger and a bit chunkier than my um, than my customers. Right. Um, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Hollow Body PRS was always the guitar that, when I was in high school, that was the guitar I really wanted because Mike Einzinger from Incubus played one, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was, and I was just like, that is the guitar I want. Yeah, he play, I remember wow. he had a, yeah, he had a PRS uh, Hollow Body. I think it was, I want to say it was green, might have been green. Yeah. I thought he played <laughs> Music Man. What? Sorry. No, he played now, but leave for a bit, and then he's yeah. moved to uh, oh, he plays okay. like Vendor Jazzmaster and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I, was I always massively... remember him as being Albert Lee. I remember him as being the first guy I saw with an Albert Lee sort no. of thing. Well, you got to think back to when Make Yourself came out in 1999. No, no, no. I, I only P- care about P- them after P- they got Ben Kenny. Um, PRS and a Mesa Boogie. That was that was it. That's what that I wanted. And I did actually get the Mesa Boogie, but I never got the PRS. Oh. Such a loser. Speaking <laughs> of amplifiers, let's segue neatly into amplifiers. Let's talk yeah. about your amplifier sound because you're uh, um, obviously, I think, you know, Matt, you sent Sophie some stuff. Some, uh, I've seen some boss katanas going yeah, on there, but also you use EVH as I well. I do, EVH yeah. Amplifiers. Yep, EVH. So I've got uh, EVH 100 watt, 5150, and then also a baby little uh, EVH 15 watt lunchbox head. Yeah, those lunchboxes um, were absolutely Oh my God, fantastic. it cranks. It seriously, it cranks. <laughs> it got to the point, like last year when I was gigging, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take the 15 watt for this because I don't want to carry the 100 watt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's convenient. They, they were incredible. Just to make a, to have something that was a 15 watt amplifier be capable of the sort of tones. It was that I think ridiculous. Was, yeah. it's, it's grittier somehow. Um, well, exactly. Grittier, grittier, but like, oh my God, the bite in it and it really cranks. Well, you like, kind of, I, I think of like a, of 15 watt amps as being like, oh, that's that's purely, that's going to be where, you know, I'm sitting with like retro amps and clean tones and yeah. that sort of boxy sound. That's what a 15 watt amp for is, is for. And when you want to have something loud and aggressive and suitable for anything heavier, obviously you can't use a 15 watt amp. Yeah. And they just completely redefined it with that, mm-hmm. with that EVH. They really did. And they've actually just released a new one. Um, Have they? I think the new one came out. I think it came out about this week, actually. I is didn't that, even um, see that. Is that like uh, series four now? Yeah, this one? is the L, uh, 5150 LBX, they are calling mm-hmm. it. Five? The are they on five one. then? Right. Um, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah. It looks great. I think, I think they're. I mean, I've always loved the uh, EVH, I've always wanted a PV. Um, mm. One of the old PVs that obviously he played. Well, the fifty one fifties. Fifty one fifties. Yeah. We've got um, a. Um, my other half has a six five oh five plus. So we've got we've got kind of the best of both worlds in that sense. Oh, very cool. Um, nice. Yeah, they are very different tonally though. Yeah. Um, what yeah. the EVH and a sixty five? Yeah, yeah, they are different, but they're both I th- sick. <laughs> I think the um, the thing for me was it was just like. I, I always liked in the shop playing an amp with loads of gain and yeah. sort of chugging on the E string. But then I was just like, I can't play to justify this amount of gain in any yeah. way, shape or form. <laughs> um, as Joe said, it's just clean amp and as many pedals to mask my pentatonic scales as possible. No. <laughs> pentatonic um, rock is the way, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess, so what, what made you go for the, the EVH, and I mean, it's great that because are you running? I'm assuming you're running a a four by twelve as well, right? Yeah, I am. Big so still, um, 
I, th- I think in a way they're almost making a comeback. People are just going, mm-hmm. actually, you know what? I want a hundred watt amp and I want a four by twelve. I think if you can go out there and and use it, I think that's it's amazing. But was that was that sort of the dream amp? Um, Honestly, again, like I, I joined my last band um, when I was young, um, and uh, when I was young, I'm not exactly old, old am I? But whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, at this point, it was like I was going from a bedroom guitarist to being on on relatively like like big stages so I needed something that could hold its ground and I didn't know what I needed or wanted and uh, the other guitarist in my last band was playing EVH and he swore by it and then I had a go um, and I played through his EVH and I was like I'm gonna get one of those (laughs) (laughs) and so I did like a week later yeah oh it's amazing it's yes. and it's 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 good that you can still I mean obviously not right now given the current situation but yeah. um go out there and use it so are you doing band are you still doing that band now are you doing different no band no stuff no now? I left that band uh almost a year ago now at the moment I'm songwriting for a couple of different projects um yeah so hopefully it'll get used again you know after the pandemic yeah <laughs> it's after very just... depressing it's been almost a whole year since I last played a gig oh yeah it's bad I don't want to think about that oh. yeah. um but but I guess talk, talking about amplifiers, I guess um, what what do you use for uh, for Instagram and YouTube? Like, what's your so, setup to get your yeah, tones there? Um, I mainly play through. Um, I, I, I normally just plug straight into my interface and use plugins purely for the sake of. Um, well, I live in a flat and I have neighbours. I can't crank my amps to the level. Of course, um, of course. So plugins are a totally legitimate mm, way to get great yeah, guitar tones. Exactly. These days. Yeah. So I, I go through my Focusrite Scarlet into um, Bias FX Two or Bias Amp Two, uh-huh. um, and that's usually that's what you're hearing on all my Instagram videos usually. Uh-huh. I'd seen that you did a, a video for Bias Effects too, and yeah. and and sort of some you know some options for tones that you mm-hmm. can get from that. So you use both Bias Amp and Bias Effects. Yeah, well. but um, not at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how I'm feeling on the day. I, I've made my own custom tones with uh, both things, so it, I kind of just use those. Oh, cool. I mean, it's yeah. it's amazing how far plugins have actually. They've, they've, they've come along I mean the thing for me I mean again I mean I live in a flat so yeah I'm always not really cranking my amps yeah. but how do you get over the 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 feel thing that's always the thing for me it's like the I just thing. it's the this the, the monitors thing. you know it's like you play I'm like it doesn't sound it doesn't feel the same playing through monitors as it does through a cab to me I'm so used to it if I'm honest with you um it doesn't feel the same but um I have a tasty tone that I really I gel well with. <laughs> so I kind of like, I don't have an issue kind of bouncing back off that, but nothing beats being plugged into a, you know, an yeah. amp. I, I kind of agree with you. I think that's right, Matt. Like, I agree with you, Matt, as well. I haven't found the thing yet, mm. but I think it's just about exactly as Sophie says, it's about finding the right tone. Mm. Um, I agree. Monitors don't feel like they respond correctly to me. Yeah. And I still haven't found the the right sound not on guitar i think i have on bass with the gt 1000 with just like the basic studio amp Mm -hmm. preamp i think that's very very good but i think it's like that i think i'm happy with bass now plugging straight into monitors but with guitar not yet i think you have to find the right thing in much the same sense as i guess you do with a with a real world guitar amplifier yeah definitely definitely it feels like it's harder for me, with a with a plug-in to find that right It takes thing. a lot more tweaking, I would say. Yeah. It takes more yeah. tweaking. Which I guess is where bias effects and bias amps um, are, are kind of really well-suited because there's so much tweakability yeah. on, those, on those amplifiers because you so can many isolate. Options. 
you can you can isolate them to such specific levels, I guess, because you don't just have to look at the. Um, it's 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 been a long time since I've used bias amp actually, but you, you don't you're not just limited to the front face panel. Yeah, you can also access with the 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 simulations of the preamp valves, the power amp valves, and and everything else to to really kind of cater a very specific tone. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's cool. Bias amps are, are definitely a very cool thing. It, I mean, I, I I have to say, Matt, I am finding myself using the GT one thousand more and more for for kind of for everything and relying less on on um, on on anything well, I that's mean, a plug-in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing for me is it that does capture a little bit more of the the feel um, for me like than than plugins but then i haven't used plugins enough and obviously part of what i'm doing at work actually trying to record something um for the first time in forever um and actually (laughs) just experimenting in in a few different a few different ways you know to the best way to record or you know at home i'm much more of a have all the gear and and no idea kind of person (laughs) (laughs) amazing um so I mean, what else? What else is there in your sort of standard setup? If you were going to go out and and gig, or you know, is there some sort of go to stuff you have? Um, yeah, we haven't talked home? about pedals at all. Yeah, um, my pedal board is relatively simple actually. The setup: I have a, a Boss TU three tuner straight away. Um, oh God, it's been such a long time since I've looked at my pedal board. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I use? I use a um, Maxon Overdrive. Uh, more for tone shaping to be honest with you uh-huh. um, and then I have a TC Electronic Hall of Fame reverb and flashback delay and then my Boss NS2 noise suppressor but that literally is it like I'm uh, sometimes a chorus actually a black label chorus MXR oh wait and my MXR clean boost my micro amp oh yeah the micro amp that's a, an absolute oh, make gooder right yeah, there yeah it really is um, it's, it's 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 amazing really because i mean you know you're saying you don't use a pedal pedal board very often i mean i think to me and joe especially that's like what how can you not how yeah. can you not use pedals but i think well you know, yeah but, well mainly because i go off plugins i think yeah and i yeah. think that's the thing so many people out there you know um i know rabia's got a bunch of gear but you know so often he'll do so much through plugins and i watched mm-hmm. his live stream on that i was talking you know we've done stuff with mcrocklin and yeah. you know so much he does on on plugins or even if you watch you know the stuff that nolly does and and all of that it's all i think so many modern guitarists are in that world they're yeah. you know they're on a computer there's so much you can you can do and yeah and to, to be honest it's o- the only person who's ever gonna know what you used is you unless you tell someone else and i think the listeners are always like oh that's a great tone it's almost like when you say it was a plug-in everyone's like oh it sounds horrible yeah <laughs> yeah there's a weird there's a weird sort of stereotype and like stigma around it i feel like but, yeah i um, think um same with like kemper actually i'm kind of i was of that opinion until recently <laughs> right um but oh, yeah have yeah. you got one or have you got a camera? No, or no, like that? no, no. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um it's it's definitely interesting because obviously the Kemper thing came along, but I think people are moving to plugins. I mean it's interesting yeah. to see what people are gonna start doing live. Yeah. Um whether I don't I don't know of anyone oh, that's who's funny, relying Matt. on I like that you think there will be live shows again. There will be no, live shows again. I hope there is. 
the world will return to normal. Um, I really hope so. But it, it'd be interesting because I don't know of any guitarists out there right now that are just using plugins. No. Um, I, yeah, neither do I. I guess it. I guess it is possible. I mean, everything is possible. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how someone would potentially make that work. Just going straight into an interface and using plugins, like because yeah. again, you know, recalling presets and all and all of that stuff as well. But I, I'm sure you, you know you're the thing. If, if you know, if I can have a four by twelve and a hundred watt amp behind me, there's something about sort of the air coming out of a speaker that's going to be way different than the plug-in sound coming out of my monitor. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, that's it's. I think it's good to see. I think actually, and maybe you find this. I think it's good to limit yourself. I think you know the problem for me, um, especially, is you just. I just want too much stuff, and I'm. Yeah. You know, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I can buy a bunch of that stuff. <laughs> um, but it, quite often, just it holds you back, and I think sometimes you know. For you, it's just plug in and a, and a guitar and away you go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a lot. It's it's just easier as well, isn't it? To just plug straight into your interface, smash on a plug in, and just get whip out your camera and off you go. You're you're, you're yeah. ready to ready to smash it out. So how many? Um, how this is a question I've asked a lot of kind of people on on YouTube and, and Instagram recently. How many videos are you ahead? Oh God, I'm not. <laughs> uh, actually. <laughs> One, which Matt knows about. Oh, okay, yeah, right, yeah. okay. That's, that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's it, it. I think yeah. That's it. yeah. Oh, that's, nice. yeah, because I know some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm like three months ahead, so I can just sort of like. No way, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't know how I would ever like get on top of that. But yeah, and, and you were saying before, um, obviously, we started that your main thing, at, well, I say your main thing, because obviously you're doing a lot on social media, but you also teach. I teach. Full time yeah. as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, yeah, so I do one-to-one Skype tuition, and I also have my Patreon guitar course that I do, uh, where I release pre-recorded lessons every week, um, including exercises, uh, tutorials on literally everything, <laughs> um, lots of music theory, um, and also like tabs for all of my videos that okay. I do as well. Um, that's so I, that's really cool. He tabs for all the videos as yeah, well. Yeah, so that's... I sit and I tab it all out after I've played it. <laughs> wow, that's um, very but, cool. Yeah. And that's yeah. just, that's patreon.com forward slash Sophie Burrell. That's correct. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's 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 $10 a month, listener, for the yeah. uh, for for your guitar player support category, mm-hmm. um, which will give you access to all of those, which, yeah. you know, you know, for, for guitar nerds listeners, that's only the same as, you know, you have to pay for, you know, just me singing your name at the end of the a weekly <laughs> podcast episode. So that is so much more worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to to actually you know learn something rather than just you know hear your name so yeah. do that do that listener if oh. you were thinking about something it um, must be um, I guess like you've, you've got your own style and your own technique and your own way of playing it must be quite nice to kind of put pen to paper as it were and teach other people that same way and hopefully inspire another young player to to do the same thing that definitely that you did. yeah I, I I enjoy like helping people discover what it is they're doing and i don't know just inspiring as well you know mm. yeah i think that's the great and I, I guess that's the great thing about you know your instagram account is yeah you know, all those people there that you know want to learn what you're doing and inspiring other one someone else to you know pick up the guitar or even like learn that particular lick or whatever yeah and what so um i guess we should sort of 
maybe round a bit of this out by saying, you know, sort of what what's next? What, what's you know, next? <laughs> well, I mean, um, how how can you have something? You were supposed to go to the PRS event, weren't you? Just yeah, uh, it was. very recently. Yeah, so um, I was I was set to, to fly out to um, Maryland uh, to the PRS factory and do like a masterclass and performance at the uh, Experience PRS 2020. Like, uh, is that is that like event. a yearly PRS event? It's then? Uh, it's uh, every two years that they run it, ah. and it was like the, the tw- I think it was the 20th special or something, or the 30th anniversary. It was something crazy. Right. Um, and uh, obviously, because of COVID, that Damn. couldn't happen, mate. That um, is that sounds awful. That must have been what an incredible me. thing. I, oh. I've never <laughs> been to the US before as well. Oh, um, no. So I was like really excited and obviously incredibly nervous for it. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, but you know, oh, crazy times, crazy times. Maybe sometime yeah. in the future. But they did. Uh, they did it all virtually, and I was still involved in that, which was an. Oh, honor of course for me. they did. Yeah. Oh, so, that's um, wonderful. Yeah, um, I'd never thought I'd see myself on the PRS Guitars YouTube channel, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an amazing thing to get to be part of. Yeah. And, um, have, have you been? Have you ventured out to Nam at all? No, I would no? love to. Oh. I would so love to. I've never been before. I've only ever been to a handful of guitar shows as well. It's definitely something I need to get more involved in. Yeah, um, Nam. Nam is a Nam's a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, Big. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's noisy. There's a hundred thousand people there. Oh, in fairness, after... I mean, the last time I saw Matt, actually, we were at um, a guitar show in Birmingham, yeah. and uh, I'm pretty sure like that was already super noisy, wasn't it? It's was hard yeah, to hear. <laughs> I was but... pointing out the other day how lucky we all were because that was that was two weeks before the yeah. UK lockdown. Was and it? Yeah, yeah, something like that. End of it, February. It, it, End yeah. of February. Yeah. And 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 seemingly everyone's okay. I mean, that was a large congregation mm. of people all shaking hands oh for two days. You know. <laughs> I, you know what? It's funny because I was I was on my way up to up to the up to the show on a train, and up the, I was on a packed train. Like a train had been cancelled, and so right. um, like twice the amount of people were crammed into this one train, and I could hear people coughing. And I messaged my friend, and I was like, "I swear, if I get coronavirus," but it was almost like a joke. <laughs> and then two weeks later, I was like, "Oh my god, like yeah. this is really yeah. happening." Yeah. yeah, it was. It, it was a joke then. I, I talked to so many brands because, of course, at that point in time, there were things like uh, because in in China, obviously, everything was shutting down. There were companies not being able to provide certain chips and things yeah. like that. Uh, especially for the pedal world, this had become an issue already. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to people like, oh, man, you know, that, yeah, that's terrible, shaking their hand, moving on to the next yeah. stand. You know, it's just... I remember seeing lots of hand sanitizer about, but that was it. Yeah. No I, masks or anything. No, yeah, crazy. Crazy how the yeah. world used to be when we could all interact with each other. I honestly feel a bit strange. Like, I drove uh, I drove out to run an errand today and the, the roads were really busy. And I was like, this feels wrong. Like, yeah. why is there so many people about? Like, it's like we're not used to this, the old world that we lived in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that's weird. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, you know, I really did hope that, that the apocalypse would be more like, you know, Mad Max or yeah. at, at least Waterworld. But it's no, pathetic. this is uh, it's yeah. just, you know, shortages of flour and toilet roll. That's yeah. it. It was literally <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that, that is at it. least in the last Mad Max, there was loads of cool guitars and flames. Which but There uh, was there were flaming guitars, which was definitely cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, well, maybe not. As, well. Maybe not as interesting. But I'm sure everything will return to normal. I really hope so. I I, I love your Jukeballs. optimism, Matt. Um, but oh, that, I, that... I, I, I'm very optimistic. You are. You are an optimistic man. 
Um, but that that pretty much brings us up to time for this week's episode of the Friday special. Um, it's been wonderful having you on, Sophie. Thanks thank so you much so for taking much the time. for having me. It's oh, been it's been a great time. No, oh, thank you, thank you very much. It's been great to talk about guitars and the pandemic and yeah. uh, and, and so yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather we didn't have to speak about a pandemic, but we are yeah. in one. You know, in an <laughs> yeah. ideal situation, it would have just been gear. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you can of course catch more guitar nerds over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and you can join us on any of the major social platforms with at guitar nerds um, and of course I imagine you do already listener but if you don't then follow Sophie Burrell on you know by finding Sophie Burrell one on uh, on Instagram or by finding Sophie Burrell on on YouTube and uh, uh, we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.